Welcome to Throwback to School. This is a podcast where we review things we liked in high school and give it a thumb up or give it a thumb down. Or maybe it's a medium thumb. Is a medium thumb a thing? Anyway, this is your host, Liza, uh, certified Gucci. Liza, some might call me. And joined with me, like every other week, uh, is almost uh graduated gucci so uh andrew takahashi uh i'm dabbing i'm gucci i'm i'm the trillist i'm the realist um yeah it's me andrew the the almost i my certificate i i thought the podcast was certified gucci now you're becoming certified gucci and i am almost there is what you're saying yeah i i just did the certification like the quick like six months you can get ordained online like, to be yeah Gucci. versus like you're doing the like graduate degree i'm going you know? in i'm going in person to classes is that allowed right now to my to get well my the teacher is at home so you're like the only one in class and the teacher is like teaching from home i'm so. insisting that the teacher show up to give me my certification is that wrong am i oh yikes are you that person <laughs> I have definitely called the manager and uh, <laughs> the manager of the of Gucci school and I am complaining hardcore. I want my oh, in-person no. certification that is my right as an American. Oh god, are you at least wearing your mask? No. I don't want to catch oh. Antifa. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um I'm sorry. I think we cannot be friends anymore. I think what you're, I mean, like, so they say, they, they say, you know, these doctors are saying that you can catch the coronavirus with the mask on. What I'm telling you, and I learned this from a post on Facebook, that you can actually catch Antifa from wearing the mask because the mask traps in the Antifa germs and then you become radicalized to become Antifa from wearing a mask. Uh... So is Antifa and Corona synonymous now? I mean, they're both, they're two things, I, I guess, depending on what side you're on. Uh, it's one, of, one of these two is destroying the country and the other one is made up. Oh, you choose, it's a choose your own adventure. Which choose, one is real? Yeah, which one is one not? Yeah. You either think coronavirus is real and that Antifa is a made up thing that people are rallying against, or you believe Antifa is destroying the country and coronavirus is made up. I did just stumble. I, I did just stumble into a conspiracy theory that I'm sure a lot of people have, which is that uh, Antifa is a real threat and coronavirus is made up. Um, I think maybe you need to cancel your internet. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um. Anyways, so I don't uh, think that sounds like very healthy, deep internet holes to that, be diving. I, you know, um, to be to be totally frank with you, uh, I just made that up on the spot. Uh. <laughs> if it did, if it sounded like it was really well thought out and like something I'd been researching, that's just purely on accident because I just made that up on the spot. Wow, you're so creative. I know, I know. It 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 felt like a very fully realized, well thought out 
uh, thought, and I don't blame you for thinking that I that thinking that because you know it sounded really good. Mm-mm. Okay, whatever. Anyways, Liza, what agree are, to disagree. Uh, what uh, what what happened today? Uh, today, um, we're what? joining each other for some review of a TV show uh-huh. that you have chosen for us. That's right, me. This TV show might be considered a sitcom. A situational comedy, some might say. Uh, A lot of folks out there grew up watching this sitcom, right? I hope so. I did. Yeah. And uh, as you might be able to see from your podcast title, we watched a little teeny obscure TV show called Family Matters. Um, the second that theme song came on, and I, I have watched some episodes over the years, that theme song more than any other theme song, I think, like hits a wave of nostalgia that like is untapped by anything else. I mm-hmm. that theme song it makes me so happy to hear mm-hmm. it. It like it just hits in a way that like nothing else. Like I watched, you know, like at this like when this show was on, I was I was watching The Simpsons, but like I still watch The Simpsons, and like same with like Star Trek, where like I'll still go back to episodes of Star Trek because Family Matters doesn't air in like syndication all that much. I don't hear this theme song that much, but when I hear it, it really does like it brings me back in a really strong way. And ooh boy, when that one hit, mwah, what a what a treat. Yeah, it um it it is very recognizable. I did not watch Family Matters as a, ever. So I but I could see from the song that it reminded me of how I felt when we did the episode for um step by step. Yeah. Uh and I could see like how I could imagine or think back to that, like um, that immediate feeling of like you feeling like you're stepping in time or something. Have you never watched like Family Matters before today? I did not. Wow. Not. What yeah. an insane first and last episode to get into <laughs> without like having any context for the show. Yep. Especially because the last episode is a two-parter. Yeah. And I only watch part two Same. for our usual Same. game. Um, it was, I had, um, let's just say there's a list of questions. (laughs) Um, you know, I I was realizing as I, because I, you know, clicked on the show, it's on Hulu. And so I watched the pilot and I, I'm not sure at what point I must have stopped watching the show, but when I, you know, you, you scroll down and you go season one, season two, season three, season four. And I was like, okay, when I get to like season seven, but then it keeps going and there's a season eight and then there's a season nine. I was like, what the, what this went to. Yeah. I had no idea it lasted that long. I heard about the show. Yeah. I thought it was like maybe five seasons or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, but nine is a lot. I was pretty sure about seven. Like if you had asked me like, Andrew put down some money and like guess a season, I would have put hard money down on seven for sure. Nine, it would have been like, I would have like f- done a backflip. It's like, and so slight spoiler, 
In the first episode, Urkel doesn't exist. There's no Urkel, even though that's like the centerpiece of the show. Everybody knows this show as like the Steve Urkel show. Not mm-hmm. in the first episode, maybe not even like the first half of the first season. Um, I don't think really? he shows up until like later in the first season. Yeah. Oh, and, that was going to be one of my questions is when does the freaking dude show up? Right. And then in the last season, Harriet, the actress, is a completely different woman. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't even look remotely like the woman who plays Harriet in the first Not even I think, a bit. seven or eight seasons. They just decided to like switch her in the last like season that is or two. So late. I mean, they That's don't so look late. they don't look a thing alike. Mm-hmm. It's sort of I like I feel like that happens that used to happen a lot with shows. Um because uh doesn't the mom in is it the mom in Fresh Prince of Bel Air that changes? I think so. It and seems then to... also the mom in uh what's that the later one, the the odds also sitcom family show that's an all black family with uh one of the Wayne brothers uh, the, you, do you mean is it the waynes brothers show i think there was a show where like <laughs> it was just the waynes brothers and i forget the name of it no it's only one of the brothers i'll look it up anyway okay. we can keep talking about this anyway it's, that it, happens a lot where they change the mom can i can i introduce uh, maybe a um I, I mean just based on the evidence that we're given that's fucking racist that like it just like they could yeah. just replace like a black actress and just make you think that like or just pretend like it's the same woman or you won't notice because like, I don't know, like you won't notice the difference between two, between two black women, but like they don't do that in like white sitcoms. Like Joe, like, no. uh, like, uh, uh, why can't I think of his name? John Stamos wasn't replaced by like Bon Jovi in full house. <laughs> you know, like they didn't like pick a, a totally different looking white guy to replace a different yeah. white guy. Um, yeah, I also yeah, I think it always happens with women too. But it, I I can only think of shows that have all black families that has happened that has happened into. I mean, like in Boy Meets up. World, they do it in that like Topanga's parents are played by like three different people mm-hmm. who all look different, but they're not main characters. And like, right, you know, like so it doesn't really like you know it's it's confusing when like at the end of season six, it's like a dark haired guy and a netto tool or it's Michael McKean and a netto tool at the end of season six. And then the beginning of season seven is some like dark haired guy who doesn't look anything like Michael McKean. And then some lady who you could like maybe pass as sort of looking like a netto tool, but like those are both minor supporting characters, not like number two on the call sheet behind right. Reginald Vell Johnson in Family Matters. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, the show I was thinking of was uh, My Wife and Kids. That's uh, oh, Damon, Damon Wayans. I, I when you said the Wayans brothers, I only thought of Sean and Marlon Wayans, and so I was oh, like, oh, "What I sitcom was Marlon Wayans in that I can't think of?" This and only one of them because yeah. those two are almost a pair, right? In things usually, I mean, like uh, Sean seems to do less acting, and Marlon seems to do more acting. But I, yeah, I was like, there's no way there's a long lasting sitcom starring like Marlon Wayans that I'm not aware of. What, (laughs) what gap in my knowledge is this? Yeah, I, it's, it is weird when you start trying to like list the times that they have replaced one of the main family members. And 
the times that it has, I think with Fresh Prince of Air, it's maybe season two. Like it's somewhat early on, which is not an excuse, but at least it's not like, like season seven is insane. Right. To spend so, like, like more than half a decade with an actress who is like playing this, like, like, like the one, one of the two or three main characters in the show, you know, like I know eventually right. Stephen Urkel is, you know, centerpiece character, but like, um, Carl Winslow and Harriet are like the, you know, the patriarch and the matriarch of the family. And usually the two people that the, all the storylines typically go through and for them to just be like, well, like instead of saying like Harriet, you know, I like, I'm assuming the actress, something happened with the actress, either like contract dispute or whatever. Yeah. But like to not just like write her out of the show and then like introduce a new character and just say like, well, this is Harriet now deal with it is like so it's it's nuts that they were just like well different black lady here you go enjoy it yeah 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 no it's total it's totally messed up and like you're you're totally right i think it totally uh is based on like oh viewers won't care they won't like it's just a black mom it doesn't matter right it's so messed up it also might have to do with the show much like step by step in its last season goes to cbs and so, mm. like, maybe her contract was with ABC and she wasn't going to go, you know, like, whatever, whatever stupid reason that they might have come up with. Sure. Um, th- but, yeah, this is a show that in 1998 switched over to CBS mm. because CBS, po- well, ABC canceled both Step by Step and Family Matters. And then CBS was more than happy to pick them up to pick try and, like, up. start their own Friday night TV lineup. Yeah. Interesting. The isn't it also um Harriet is the reason why this show spun off, right? Uh yeah. She was uh what what show was she on? Oh my gosh. She was yeah, she was a supporting character, much like um uh what's his name? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> we're both typing furiously someone yeah there was another character that like spun off uh, the jeffersons i think was where she um perfect oh, oh perfect strangers uh, Re- yeah Reginald yeah. johnson was on perfect strangers that's right have you watched perfect strangers i have like very very limited amount of times mm-hmm. like it was on probably a you know like a different tv show block and I, that was probably the only time I'd seen it, but I've never like sat down and watched Perfect Strangers. Huh. So she, yeah, she was like a police dispatcher or something like that. No, she was a, she was an elevator operator at the newspaper where the two worked in, oh. in uh, Perfect Strangers. And then Reginald Vell Johnson would make cameos as her husband. Huh. in the show so and, they they were both in it but she was it seems like was more the primary driver of of those two characters in that show interesting yeah so yeah so they, they create this spinoff after after basically off of this woman's existence in this other show and her and by periphery her husband and then season seven they're like bye yep <laughs> What a weird, I'm going to, 
Ugh, that's so weird. Yeah, it's it's season eight, so it's like the very last season. They decide to recast her for some odd reason, just like and a woman that is like I I don't know, like it, she's not recognizable. It's not like we're gonna get a more famous person to try to get like more traction or anything like that. Right. Like, some random. What a person. strange thing. So, anyways, the the. Family Matters is about this the Winslow family. Um, it is throughout the show. There are varying degrees of how often these characters show up, disappear, come back, don't come back. Um, like Judy, who is the the younger sister in the show to Laura, just like after season four, I think just doesn't exist anymore. Um, Richie, the the little baby that Rachel has, I think like it's like Which a different aunt. Yeah, the, like her son is played by a different actor, but like he's a baby in the first season, so like baby, so like younger boy is not like that big of a difference. Um, but otherwise, like yeah, Carl, Harriet, Eddie, who's their son, Laura, Judy are like the main like father daughter son mother area and then you get uh estelle who is the grandmother you get Ju- um you get rachel who is the aunt judy who's the other sister who disappears um and richie, the aunt comes with the baby right, richie richie who is rachel's son and then we get introduced later to Stephen urkel uh there is like there's <laughs> various different characters that show up so eventually uh eddie gets a best friend named waldo uh Ur- steve urkel meets a girl named myra who you see briefly in the finale and then uh i think there's a guy named 3j who is uh, a friend of eddie's who shows up but is not present in the finale but that is the main cast of family matters and it's about this family living in chicago Carl is a is a police officer in Chicago. Eddie is growing up. He starts off at 15. The by the end he's in the police academy. Laura is a preteen at the beginning and by the end of the show she is falling in love with Stephen Urkel and various to-dos with every character throughout the show. Yeah. The uh I think 3J is the kid that I, I had to like look it up because I don't know anything about the show, but uh, they like mid show decide to adopt the kid or something. Really? Yeah. And there's a little boy at the very end of the last episode uh, when they're watching the like space shuttle banana happenings uh-huh. in space. They're like watching the like live update on the TV and there's a little boy there. That's not Richie. And I was like, I thought they had, their youngest kid was a daughter. Uh-huh. And it's not Richie because I we like looked up what Richie looked like. And so I was like, who is this random little kid? Right. <laughs> and and luckily Brian was watching it with me and he, he was like, Yeah, I think they like mid show decide to like adopt this kid who somehow they like 
met through, yeah, he might have been through Eddie. The reason why I thought he was one of Eddie's friends was because in the in the Wikipedia list of seasons and characters, they have mm-hmm. like a graph of when characters were main characters and when they became mm-hmm. recurring characters. And uh, Waldo just doesn't exist in seasons eight and nine, it looks like. And then uh, 3J seems to show up around season seven and then becomes a main by season eight. So I just sort mm. of assumed that yeah. he must have, um, he must have just been a, oh, oh my God, hang on a second. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, okay. Wow, 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 wow. I have some breaking news. Um, oh, okay. Apparently... I just read below the by the, so that's why I thought he was the son or the friend. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- there's an, a notation at the bottom of the character page here for uh, Family Matters. Joe Mary Payton made her last appearance in Deck the Malls season nine episode eleven. So they recast her midway through season nine, like this. The mom. The mom. What? Yeah, so Judy Judy Ann Elder doesn't even start playing um, Harriet until see episode 14. That's so weird. So she's only she's only Harriet for like two weeks like or eight, two like, or or half a half a ha, like half of a half a, half a season. Like that's like a third of a season. That oh my god, what? <laughs> Is uh is the woman who played Harriet most of the show alive? Like, She's is currently alive. Yeah. Okay. She, uh, okay. I was like looking at her um at her Wikipedia or yeah her filmography like yeah she continued to work she had a movie in 2019. Wow! 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 That is wild. <sighs> I I am weird decisions. I am thrown. That, that they, wouldn't have not, that would there's no way it would be part of a contract then because they their contract would just I would assume would write through through the end of that season well the unless there was like a contract breakage or something the only thing I can think of here is that she is listed for 200 episodes of family matters and if like for some reason she signed a contract that was only for 200 episodes then and like didn't want to didn't want to extend yeah, for that's, another that is the 10 only, that's, to 15 episodes. Right. That's the only thing I can think of because like she's listed for 200 on the dot. That's so weird. So strange. But oh her God. and not the other ones. Yeah. Like somehow I, the husband didn't get that or the, or, or the son. I don't know. And the daughter. I, I, they're I, like the same people I for mean, 10 years. It's called Holly weird for a reason. And <laughs> Oh right, 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 right. Oh wow! I I'm gonna need like a minute to recover. That is, <laughs> you have whiplash. That information is upsetting. That like they just decided like midway through, like she could say, like they could have, they could have. Oh my god! At that point, they could have like feasibly just written her out of the show and just been like, yeah, Harriet got a job in L.A. Yeah, and like you know they could like have her like you could like stitch together audio of her on the phone every once in a while mm-hmm. or something like. There's no reason that they had to be like, well, just get a different black lady. Same thing, right? Especially because oh. people like grew up with the Solomon. I know. Like, 10 freaking years. I mean, I guess like, like 
some credit for like giving the audience like a buffer of like two or three episodes like when the one Harriet leaves and the the other Harriet arrives like it wasn't just like the next episode she's a different person it looks like they did see episodes 12 and 13 without Harriet and then 14 it's just like Harriet's back and like you know it's a different person that's that I don't know about that that's I don't crazy. I, I again like because I must I I did stop watching the show at a certain point like all of season like what we saw in the last episode was all news to me mm-hmm. um, including Eddie becoming a cop Urkel being in space and you know like uh, it's it is a it's a it's a wild ride um, yeah do you want to describe to us the kind of like the main plot of the pilot and the plot <laughs> and the plot that we oh finish on god so the the <laughs> the so the begin the first episode is about a it's a quaint story about carl's mother moving into the house with them and him sort of like having to seed different like you know, she sits in his chair and she's making all these rules. And like, she decides that like Eddie can go to this party and Eddie wants to go hang out with his friends and Carl doesn't want him to stay out this late. It's like a very quaint little like family story. And then they, you know, they hug at the end and everybody's like, Oh, you know, they basically it's like, it. it's a day in the life story, mm-hmm. right? Mom comes to live with them. She's making all these rules. They, they don't feel comfortable with all these things that she's making. And then they have to come to a compromise. Yeah. Final episode, we cut to I mean, it's it we were jumping 9 like 9 years into the future, right? So, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. St- Urkel who we've not met yet, uh in the first episode is an astronaut who has created an like a a gravity machine and he is in space. Um and as the first student to go to space. Yes. Um him and Laura are in love. And she makes him promise that he'll come back. Um, Eddie is in, he has graduated from the police academy and Harriet has orchestrated. She thinks that being a cop is too dangerous for him. So he, she orchestrates that he will become like a traffic cop. And that upsets Carl who confronts Harriet. And then as it turns out, uh, Eddie becomes involved in a shootout, even as a, traffic cop um he he's writing somebody a ticket when a pawn like a pawn shop or a antique store gets robbed with like a a cartoonishly like like a cartoony bag of money very 90s like chase down the fake street yes with bing bing guns but like i will say and leather jackets i was surprised because like in a show like this it's very it seems very rare for a gun to go off in like a family sitcom Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. like uh, you know i was i was surprised to to see like a full out like shootout between eddie and this criminal um because usually like like somebody may pull out a gun in in a sitcom but usually they just get like wrestled to the ground or you know like whatever. Right. There was a full shootout in this street between <laughs> this guy and Eddie and Eddie Eddie who, gets shot. Yeah, he had been bestowed his dad's uh lucky bulletproof vest and so it stops the bullet and then he chases down the crook and and you know uh Harriet realizes that any any job is going to be dangerous so she's she's suddenly okay with her son becoming a cop. Um, Urkel has to go out. 
the okay so one of the things about this episode is they they introduce really bad cgi like really mm-hmm. bad computer effects for the the um the space um the rocket and for the satellites and stuff it all looks so hokey and bad mm-hmm. and so he has to spacewalk to fix the satellite that's like crashed onto the side of the of the space shuttle and so because the other two trained astronauts bumped their heads yeah they get like knocked out yeah (laughs) so he has to go out and fix this thing he forgets to tether himself to the space shuttle which by the way he would have gone floating into space long before he did had he not tethered himself but he gets tethered here he forgets to get tethered he's floating in space and then one of the other astronauts activates his gravity machine and pulls him back in and uh, uh oh boy like the, the 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 amount that this show changed from the first episode which was uh, i can't believe our mother's coming to live with me to <laughs> urkel spacewalk to save the space shuttle is it was it was pretty jarring and while like, making but like the the tone and the jokes are the same like as episode right. one yes. it's like all like puns and and like you know attitude kind of like what did you say like yeah. did you just say oh oh i don't want to hear oh, oh right now like it's all on that tone still yeah but with like very frightening situation yeah with much much uh higher stakes than yeah you know yeah. what What happens if mother sits in my chair to then like <laughs> steve urkel maybe floating in space and then die Forever. from like ex- like uh like oxygen deprivation yeah. and starvation like it was just like the the stakes changed very like very rapidly mm-hmm. for us anyways i'm sure if you watch all nine seasons the the, the there's growth some and progression character arc will make perfect sense yeah including um, why harriet's a different person <laughs> That is like more shocking and wild than Urkel going to space. Absolutely. It's absolutely more shocking and upsetting (laughs) that they changed her mid season nine. I had that information was shocking to me. Um, I guess my first, uh, reaction to watch the last episode, which for what we watched today is, um, the only one with Urkel is I don't think I fully like processed and realized that the actor is doing that voice the entire time. Yeah. Jaleel and White doing this like nasally. Well, in super high pitch. And I've, I've heard Jaleel White talk because he has been in things more recently as just a very different character, like in also sort of comedy shows. I can't pinpoint which ones. Fresh but off the boat was the most recent he was is that why he, okay he's a and he plays like a pretty irregular human he plays being. a car salesman i think at like shack's uh auto right. you know like uh like car yeah. lot i think that's the i think that's the most recent thing i've seen him in yeah and so obviously he doesn't do a voice like that and so i've heard him speak with a regular voice <laughs> and then to think that he for nine well i guess for seven or eight years did that high pitch squeaky nasally thing that sounds exhausting well there were episodes he eventually uh invents a denertifier machine and like makes himself cool so there's episodes where right. he is uh stefan urkel 
Oh, that's his like cool. That's the cool alter ego. Evil twin or whatever. Yeah. And then eventually like he's, he's too cool and it upsets Laura because she fell in love with Ur- with Stephen Urkel and she doesn't want Stefan Urkel. Does he, does Stefan like stay for one episode or does he stay on for like a while? Uh, I does, is it like a back and forth? Thing? It's a back and forth. Like, I don't think he does it for very long, but it, I'm sure it was like, Hey, Jaleel, do you want to not do the voice for, you know, a week? And he's just you like, want to take a break. Great. Yeah. That's sounds... And show how hot you are for right. like a minute. <laughs> oh my God. And he is like, when he's like, even like though he's like dressed up like Urkel, you can still see it. But like when he is like full Jaleel white, that is a good looking man. Yeah, yeah, which is, like, pretty, I mean, pretty on par with any other, like, it's like the the ugly Betty situation, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, oh, shoot, it just came into my mind, and now it slipped out <laughs> what I was going to ask you. Never mind, go ahead. Okay. Um, did you know that when the show starts, Jaleel Y was 13? Really? Yeah. Wow. Doesn't he look like way older? So then he's when the show ends, he's like early twenties. Yeah. Isn't I mean, it weird? Like I feel like he should be older than that. I guess so. He's very young. I mean, he's he's playing like I guess he's one of the few actors who like sort of played to age. Like he's I mean, I guess of like teenage right. actors, you know, like there's so many who like in their 20s play teenagers and in their like teens play or preteens sort of thing but like seems like he was of uh, at least of the decently right yeah no he is in the right age bracket it's probably why like shocked me because i'm so used to family sitcoms or like teen dramas that are played like the teenagers are played by like 26 year olds right that like when i looked it up i was like what he was actually a teenager. Yeah. But what weird, weird world that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, yeah, I didn't have that many questions on the first episode because it's pretty straightforward. What about You're the right. second it episode? It is like, <laughs> well, my serious questions for uh, the last episode was, when did they change Harriet? Why is Eddie still living at home? Where are the aunt and baby? Who's the little boy adopted? <laughs> and we answered all these questions succinctly, Liza. Yes, we did. Although we did not. I'm still confused why Eddie is still living at home, even though he is like a fully well-paid cop. An adult person. Right. You know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, also, side note, the little boy that plays that kid that we're not sure how he shows up later on, that they may, may have adopted the 3J uh-huh. character, is played by Orlando Brown, who's the best friend of Raven, and that's a Raven. Oh. Yeah, he's the bo- the boy best friend, obviously. Oh, all right. Mm, which I did watch That's a Raven quite a bit. So maybe we'll do it for another episode. Not to brag, Ooh. but uh, I do watch a lot of <laughs> That's So Raven. Yep. That's a brag for show. So what were you watching this? When you were watching this, uh, was it live or was it reruns? There were some then? reruns, but like for a, I mean, for years, my sisters and my cousins and I, 
And I might have told this story on either the step-by-step or Boy Meets World episodes we've already done. So much TGIF stuff. Um, But, like, we would go over to my grandmother's house, grandma and grandpa's house, every Friday. And they would take us out to this buffet restaurant called King's Table in Ballard. And then we would come back and just watch TGIF, which I think, like, the, the lineup that I remember most, like memorably is the block of family matters full house no family matters boy meets world step by step and hanging with mr cooper was the block that i remember the most what's Um, hanging with mr cooper it was a show with um oh my god what is that guy's name mark something Hmm. um but it was about this like family that like mr cooper was a teacher and let me pull it up. I can get you a better description than me trying to like, oh, it's about this thing. That, uh. <laughs> okay. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, according to IMDb, is <laughs> American comedy with larger than life teacher and his housemates. Does that larger than life? <laughs> like he's a giant? He's a big guy. I think he was like a former athlete either in the show or actually was like a former that's the whole show. That's yes. the whole premise. Yeah. It's just a tall person teaching with friends. Yes. Cool. That is, that is, <laughs> the 90s were another time. Yeah. That's all you <laughs> needed for a sitcom was stuff happens. Is this a white man? No, it was a black. It was a Mark Curry was the name of the actor. Huh. And he was a tall, very handsome black guy. Uh, let me mm. give you. Um, let's see here. That's interesting. Uh, Mark Curry is an American actor, comedian, and host. Curry is best known for his role as Mark Cooper, ex-basketball player turned teacher in the ABC sitcom Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mm. Um, yeah. So he was probably like a cool teach. Cool teach, but also like... Kind of vibe. Wants to like, you know, impart lessons onto the kids and, and be... Right. A, uh, you know, a somewhat serious teacher as well. Mm-hmm. So you watched all four. Do you remember what uh, what was your favorite food to pick up at the buffet? Ooh, uh, soft serve ice cream. Absolutely. There's like no, like we would like. For dinner? I mean, we like for dessert <laughs> after the dinner, but like that was oh. my favorite part of the buffet was like we would eat the food so that we could get to the soft serve ice cream because our, our grandparents would not let us just go eat soft serve ice cream without dinner. Yes. Yeah. That's- that's responsible. Yes. Thank you, Grandma and Grandpa, for imparting <laughs> some sense of responsibility onto me. Um, have you rewatched the whole thing since then or no. just kind of picked apart the thing or what? Um, no, I haven't rewatched the whole thing. In fact, like like I was saying, with season nine, with the season nine episode, it was a everything that happened in it was a, it was an utter surprise to me. Mm-hmm. I think there's like full seasons of this show I've never touched. So... Since I've never watched the show, I had under, it, but it's clear to me that although it started as this like cute family drama sitcom thing of like just like maybe something happening to the daughter or the son or the mom at work or at school or with a neighbor, and then like things spinning off of that during the episode. But then they introduced this neighbor character who turned out to be the meat of the show as soon as he got on screen. I mean, I feel perfect like i've never watched it but what i know about the show is steven urkel yeah so i just assumed that he was like he became kind of the 
main character and like most of the plot is for like plot a is it always about him and then plot b and c are about the rest of the family if he if he's not the a plot he's at least like heavily involved in the b plot like the show Mm -hmm. is i mean you're right like it became once they realized what they had with urkel i think like it became the i mean what i was going to bring up earlier is the uh the new girl episode where uh jess starts doing a Stephen Urkel impression to like the younger <laughs> people who move across the hall from them. And they think she's so funny mm-hmm, because they don't mm-hmm. know who Steve Urkel is. And so she starts saying, did I do that? And then they're like, ah, it's so funny. But you don't see like, you didn't like, you didn't see characters doing Carl Winslow impressions on new girl. So right. clearly the most iconic thing was Mr. Hey. Urkel. So does he, are the, the episodes where, Urkel is the plot, the the A plot. The is it as ridiculous as the space thing in your recollection, or is it also just like something weird happened at school, or he is he supposed to be a genius savant? Why is like, it, did you not hear me tell you that he creates a denertifier machine? <laughs> right, is that out of norm, or is that a regular episode? That's a regular episode. He does like he oh like, shit okay. Like he's a pest. Like he comes over and he he's bugging right. Carl, and he's like hitting on Laura and annoying Eddie, and eventually turns from like nerdy neighbor kid who's just there to like annoy Carl to then like the driver of episodes. Like probably around like season two or three is my guess. You know what I realized? There's a pattern in American 90s sitcoms of the neighbor friend who's the age of, like, the age bracket of the kids in the family, but is not friends with them and still shows up uninvited and is, like, the pest. Because that's the same in Full House, isn't it? Kimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Kimmy is, like, kind of a friend. She becomes a closer friend to one of the daughters. She's DJ's best friend. But she starts as, like, the neighbor. She's DJ's best friend the entire time. Oh, she is? Yeah. Okay. But she's a pest to everybody. She's a, yeah, she annoys Danny and, like, the adults for sure, and Stephanie. Like, she annoys everybody but DJ. Mm. Yeah, and I, I feel like that there's a pattern there of, like, <laughs> I don't know. Hate your neighbors? Uh, are, did you hate your neighbor when you were a kid? Did I thought, you have a pest neighbor? No, I was probably the pest neighbor to, to our neighbors <laughs> because I thought our neighbor was the coolest guy ever. And he's he's the person who introduced me to uh, wrestling and Star Trek. So I really owe a lot to that guy. Oh, and my other question is, do you ever meet uh, Stephen Urkel's family? Like, is the family dysfunctional enough that he's just like nowhere, like never at home? I can't recall meeting his family. Like, I know we go to his house because we go into his basement to see the denertifier and all these like machines that he's things. built but i can't think of ever meeting his family ever hmm. that's interesting they probably do at least once because it, it would seem really strange to like this floating character but you never really understand where he's coming from i mean i guess like you could like it could be one of those like jokes where like you just like you think you're gonna meet them and then like they're always out of town oh or... like the neighbor in uh in home improvement right like, like anytime you you hear or see them it's like in the shower or behind a wall or something like uh they did that with uh friend drescher 
the nanny's dad. Yeah. For most of the show, you never see Marty, the dad. Uh-huh. You hear him, like, hold talk from another room. Or you'll see, like, the back of him. Or you're, there'll, there'll be jokes about, like, his toupee being lying around. Or Sylvia screaming at him. Yeah. But you never actually meet the guy. You might meet the guy, like, season eight or something. And it's, like, a big deal. Yeah. And I, 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 it's, it's funny to me. I mean, I can't imagine doing a show now and like having, I think it'd be hilarious if yeah. people were trying to do that now with shows where you like, there's this ongoing joke that you never know what this person will ever look it like. It could also be that like at a certain point, I mean, he just is annoying and being around because like he is I, like, this could be a, uh, character thing that i just never picked up on but he might just be seeking some sort of like parental guidance because his own parents are never around and so that's why he's annoying right. carl and harriet all the time that was my first thought i was like what's going on in her house that he's like never home yeah and is like obsessed with hanging out with this family could be <laughs> um so liza just sad maybe that's why they didn't go there what would you give uh Family Matters episodes one and two hundred and something. Um, on a scale of one to five, and uh, uh gravity machines in space. Mm. Uh, on a scale of one to five, Fisher Price looking gravity machines, <laughs> uh, in space. I would give those two episodes. Gosh, there are vastly different episodes. They it's really sure hard are. to find a, a, a grade for both here. Um, I will give it a three. This is why. The first episode made me actually laugh, which is, I guess, a surprise because with shows that are from late 80s early 90s, you never know if the jokes are actually going to land or not. Uh-huh. Um, and with sitcoms, I like sitcoms. I grew up with sitcoms, but I think there's a chance when you watch the ones that you didn't grow up with that it's going to feel real cheesy or real hokey or real slapsticky. Um, but first episode got me like it won me. I laughed. The characters are strong. Like you can tell right away, like the introduction of each character. You're like, okay, this is their this is their archetype, or this is what they're going for. Um, I even made a comment that I think it's interesting that within the first 10 minutes, they make sure that the viewer knows that the dad is a cop from the get-go. He comes down the stairs, he's wearing his police department, like relaxed day sweatshirt. And then within the following 10 minutes, they like interrogate the son about his behavior and mention to, and make sure to mention like, you're the cop, you should be doing this. Right. Um, And so I think the first episode is really strong. It's funny. The characters are lovable. Um, I think everybody can relate to like family situation drama. Like it is silly and cheesy as heck, but if you're into that, like go for it. The last episode, I don't think, I can't think of one joke that actually made me laugh, which is kind of sad, but after nine seasons, it's pretty typical and hence them creating like these crazy plots of him going to space and like 
almost dying up there and then like a shootout like there's a lot going on in that 30 minutes mm-hmm. um but even though there's a lot going on it's not doing what the show seems to like have wanted to start as but i did get urkel at least because the first one didn't have any urkel in it so desperately seeking three out of five. desperately seeking urkel i think three out of five is a fair rating because like if i I had a if i had a internet dating account that's what i would desperately seek (laughs) just a laura desperately seeking her urkel Um, (laughs) i think three out of five is like more than fair and i think it may even border on two and a half out of five just because the last episode is is bad like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's nonsense the last line of the show is so corny do you remember what it is it's a lot of tongue making out in front of parents it is but it's it's, very weird (laughs) it's uh so urkel comes back from space and he gets into the living room and laura says promise me you'll never go back to space again and he says only when we kiss laura lee only when we kiss and then they kiss and everybody goes yay it's that line is so bad and so corny um but i i can't deny that like that that theme song is such an earworm for me. It's like, I'm going to be humming it and singing it for the rest of the day. Um, I, I just love it. it. It makes me so happy every time I hear it. And the first episode is fun. There are good jokes in it. So I, yeah, I think I'm more of a three than a two and a half. So yeah, I'll say three out of five also. It's a match. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we found our Urkel in each other. Um, Aww. Liza, are you ready for the Did surprise? Did we do part? that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did somebody say cheese? Okay. Did somebody yes. say Hit me up with some prize? Fernando. Here we go. Liza, we <laughs> Can you hear the drums, Fernando? This... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, your Urkel is like creeping on your Peter from Family Guy. Just a little bit. <laughs> hey, Lowish. <laughs> Did I tell you about that time I invented a denertifier? <laughs> <laughs> um, this week's surprise prize is uh, somewhat related to what we are talking about. For once. Um, For once. Uh, are you ready? It's a challenged, a challenge question. Wow. Whatever that is. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. If you could pick one show you've watched to have a spinoff show. What would it be and what would it be called? Oh, I can start if you want, because I have an answer. So do you mean like a show? Does it have to be a show that we've done on this show or can it be any show that I watch? Any show. Okay, go. You go ahead. Um, I cannot find a better, easiest spinoff. I'm sure if I dug around, I would come up with better or more things. But my top one pick would be Parks and Rec. And this, and I know there's a theory out there that Brooklyn Nine Nine is already the spinoff. But hear me out. I would watch John Raffio and Mona Lisa Saperstein any day of my life. I'm gonna repeat that. John Raffio and Mona Lisa Saperstein with their dad, the Fonz himself, and I think, and it would be like ridiculous episodes of them getting into shanana bananagans uh-huh. and it would be hilarious and then the the some of the like pawnee 
And what's the fancy town by Tony? Huh? Eagleton. Eagleton. Like some of those, like if not the main Parks and Rec episode, uh, characters, then the like other weirdo towny characters could pop in and out of their ridiculousness. Uh-huh. Totally up for that. What's it called? The easy title would be Money Please, or it could be, I was thinking something like Pride and Prejudice, but like Inheritance and Entitlement. Okay. <laughs> Or something like that. But it, it's not actually alliterative because entitlement starts with an E. I was trying to find two things that start with I. But I don't know. If you can think of a better title, hit us up. Um, my first thought is... Because we just saw them in a movie together and I thought their chemistry was just as electric as when it was on the show, I would say a spinoff of New Girl with Allie and Winston would be yes. so cute and fun. Um for a title. Gosh. Are I mean, they like, cops in this situation still? I mean they're still like they're still cops at the end of New Girl, right? Yeah. Um hmm. What would be a good title for Winston and Allie's spin-off show? <sighs> um I mean he's called himself Winnie the Bish. I was just going to say Winnie and the Bish. Winnie and the, <laughs> Winnie and the Bish. But that, like, I mean, that, that, to, that so closely associates calling her a Bish, which is, like, yeah. too close to a rather derogatory word towards women. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It would have to be, like, it's basically a sitcom buddy cop, buddy cop movie, but it's two cops. That are in love with each other. Yeah, so it's, like... Lover cop story. Right. I, yeah. I can't something. think of a title off the top There's of my head. There's something in there. I just, I, we talked about it on the bonus episode we did last time, but uh, they did a movie together called Desperados that's on Netflix that like, they're just so fun together and they will always continue to be fun together. And I hope that they're friends in real life because they have very good chemistry and I hope they have fun with each other all the time. Yes. Yes. That's a good pick. I would watch that for yeah. sure. At first, my um, first thought was like a Schmidt spinoff, but like how much do I just want to see Schmidt? You know, like I love, yeah. Schmidt. <laughs> I love his relationship with Cece. Um, but like if it's just a Schmidt spinoff, like how much of Schmidt works because he's playing off of Nick, Yeah, you know, or off of Jess or yeah. off of Jess or Winston, you know, like all yeah. these other characters. And like, I love Schmidt. Schmidt is so funny. Mm-hmm. But like how much of that is how is how like exasperated he gets with Nick or something. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and like how much of Nick do I want to see by himself? And so I think like ultimately I feel like there's enough with Winston and Allie together that I would that I would be mostly pleased with that. Good pick. Thank you. The good question. If you can think of a good title, hit us up. For Winston and Allie's soon to be spinoff show yeah any minute now we have to be if 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 that show happens we have to get executive producer credits and paid Uh, yes and paid for it (laughs) yes mainly (laughs) we should trademark trade or trademarking the show right now well we need a title to be trade. please help us with the title so we can trademark it and get all the money from your labor We'll give you a special shout out on social media if the show becomes real and we get paid lots of money for yeah. the creation of this show. 
and mm-hmm. we'll be sure to, to mm-hmm. thank you in, in some minor credit way. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, speaking of, uh, social media guys, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at throwback to school. And just created this week. We have a Twitter page <gasps> of Ooh, we're on the tweets. Y'all and we're on the Twitter. And I just have to look up the very easy to remember, uh, Twitter handle that I created that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Yeah, is... you can check out some posts, some heads up about bonus episodes. Correct. It is at TBT School. Pretty as, easy. As TBT in, School. As throwback in, to at, School. Throwback to School. Yeah. Um, I tried to just do Throwback to School, but it is too long for the old Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Hmm. TBT school tbt school. easy peasy beautiful cover girl so follow us on those socials and as always subscribe to the patreon at uh, patreon.com slash good talk studio and get bonus eppies yes if you want to submit your uh, re- uh recommended title spinoff shows to us you can message us on those platforms or you can email us at good talk studio at gmail.com yeah you can leave comments on the website, even yeah. if you're into that, or tweet the tweets, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said, Liza. As always, uh, as always did we explain, did we explain, did we explain where to find the Patreon? Patreon.com slash Good Talk Studio. I cool. think so, but if not, that was, <laughs> that was one Gucci segue. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you next time. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.